The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? Good morning. It is Cowboys Storyline. It's time for this. It's Tuesday, December the 5th. I'm Nick Eatman. And let's get going here. We got uh, a lot of news to talk about. I'll let you guys handle most of it. I know uh, the, the Shaq Leonard non signing is something that people will probably want to discuss. Um, not really a surprise. I think once the Eagles were involved, I think, uh, I think it was pretty clear uh, talking to some people here in the building that, that it, it, he was probably going to go to Philly all along. I think you can make the case of, if did the Cowboys, did, did Leonard kind of play the Cowboys a little bit by putting them involved or did he play the Eagles by going to the Cowboys, you know, trying to up the ante a little bit, knowing that he was probably going to sign there. I, I don't know. Um, but, but, you know, as Jerry Jones said this morning on 105.3, the fan that, that, you know, he wishes him well, hopes to beat him this week, obviously. And, uh, and that, you know, had a good visit and they wanted him. I mean, they, but, uh, but also that money really was never discussed. So they never got that far. And I think in talking to people about his injuries that, you know, they all could see it, that, that it was going to be a challenge for him to, to, to be that player that he's been. He's probably, those days were over. And it, the Philly knows that. Uh, it's just about you know what they needed, and, and they needed a little bit more help at linebacker, I guess, than the Cowboys did. So they've got him. They've signed him. I don't think anyone's too disappointed about it. Let's see if you guys disagree with that. So we'll get to the calls here. Remember to call in 888-852-297. You can text at 817-290-3298. Just doing a normal 45-minute show today. Maybe 50 minutes. Yesterday we were able to go for about an hour and a half. It was pretty awesome. Uh, but Talking Cowboys was back on today, so we they we don't have that time slot. But it was great to get you guys to call. We had 19 callers. That's a record. Some first-time callers. We had some from uh, three different countries. It was really cool. So, uh, all right, let's get to it here. Uh, Gary in New Mexico starts us off. Hey, Nick, congratulations on a successful show. It Thank is you. hard to get in. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we, we put Chris right, to work. A, yeah. As a Cowboy fan, I am not overly concerned about not getting a linebacker that was just released by another team mm-hmm. at the end of the season. That's not, it's not that big of a deal. You know, we've, we've done really good the last four weeks without him. We'll continue to do good without him. More power to the Eagles for signing him. Right. Agreed. But what I want to... What I want to make a comment on this morning is, you know, I'm listening to my buddies over on the fan and, and, you know, listening to different commentators, and it's really starting to irk me that Mike McCarthy is not getting the respect that I think he deserves. Okay. I mean, this guy has come in here, and, and people paint a picture that Mike McCarthy is just some buffoon bumbling around the star. Mike McCarthy is a damn good head coach. And we are fortunate to have him. They have gotten better every year he's been here. And just look at Dak Prescott. Everybody, oh, we're going to miss Kellen Moore. We don't miss Kellen Moore one bit. We're better now than we were last year offensively. Dak is the second-rated passer in the league. He leads the league in touchdowns. I think part of it has to do with the fact that he's healthy. I think a lot of people forget, you know, when you hurt your thumb like he did last year, that's just not something you come right back from. That may have played into it. But McCarthy has done exactly what he said he was going to do with this offense. And 
and I'm going to make a bold statement here, and you may disagree with me. But you already have, but I, but I love it. I, I think <laughs> keep going. I think Mike McCarthy. I think Mike McCarthy is the best head coach that we've had since Jimmy Johnson. And and I don't mean that I think Mike McCarthy is a better coach historically than Bill Parcells. Although if you look at them, they're comparable. But I think Mike McCarthy is a better version than the Parcells we had when he was here as a head coach. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and they're good, man. With three straight winning seasons, we're probably going to win 12 games for the third year in a row. He's got them on the right track. We we need to. I've given up armchair quarterbacking. I'm just going to trust the coaches. I yeah. think they know what they're doing. And and I remember Wade Phillips. I remember Dave Campo. I remember all of that stuff. I am happy with where we're at, and I'm looking forward to how this season plays out. All right. All right. Good stuff. I uh, appreciate the call, Gary, uh, kind of setting the tone here on this show. And, I, and I, I bet you there's a lot of people that do agree with that. Um you know they they want to they want to see results, of course. Um, but but you're right. I mean, when you're comparing them, you're comparing them to to coaches that that haven't. You know, they didn't win either. You know, um, Barry Switzer did. Uh, but 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 I I know what, what you're saying. Um, it's hard to compare the Parcells stuff just because I feel like the um, the organization was just in a different place when Bill got here. I mean, they, they really were down. I mean, they, they had to get things turned around. And I, I feel like McCarthy is kind of comparable more to, to Wade Phillips of, you know, taking over a team that was maybe in a better shot to win. Obviously, they didn't win uh, in Mike's first year here, um, 2020. Such a weird, strange season. Dak gets hurt. And it just kind of went from there. They had to change coordinators. It, it, it wasn't a great start, obviously, uh, to, to McCarthy's time here. But but since they got a little bit of normalcy back, uh, you're right. He's been he's been really good. He doesn't get mentioned for Coach of the Year and things like that. But but he's he's done a great job. And and you know that's one thing I've learned. I've got a lot of good friends that are coaches. Um, some high school, some college. Uh, I've, I even can say I've had some friends here on these staffs. And that's one thing I've learned is that coaches do not get the praise when they win as much uh, as they get the blame when they lose. Um, it's just that's just the way that it is. But um, good call. Appreciate you saying that. All right, let's go to uh, Irene is in Virginia. Is next. Irene, how you doing? Hey, Nick, how you doing? Good. 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 Um, two quick questions and then a, a random player because I realized I never did that. Um, <laughs> Hendershot, I know that uh, McCarthy didn't answer if he was going to be activated. I was just wondering if he has to make the active roster or if he can be signed to the practice squad and they can use those uh, elevations on him. Um, you have, and then the other yeah. – oh, sorry, go ahead. You, you would just have to cut him. I mean, he has to go back to the roster first and then cut him and try to get him back to the practice squad. So that that's – I mean, okay. they have to put him on the roster um, – you can't just put him on the practice squad. He would have to be released. Uh, my understanding is released, clear waivers, which you know a young tight end with his size and some and some ability, I, I would imagine, would be claimed. So I I don't I don't know if they would do that. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I know they're not in a huge hurry to get him back, but they they've got to make a decision here pretty soon. Uh, I, I would imagine either he stays on IR or they bring him back to the roster. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you could skip that step, but I, I probably, yeah, yeah, I guess not. Um, this is, and I'm going to go on the record and say I don't think we can beat San Francisco if we play them again. So this is a little bit ahead of myself. But if 
perchance we <laughs> win the Super Bowl. I was wondering what the rule is on um, people who've been on the active roster. In my head, it's three weeks. And I just think about Trayvon Diggs and the fact that he got injured after two weeks. Um, so I was just wondering if that does happen to any other team. Does the person who only gets two weeks on the team not get a Super Bowl uh, victory, I guess? Super Bowl ring? All right. Yeah, I don't know if it's the ring because I feel like the team can give out extra rings if they want to, right? Yeah. But, but like, officially on their staff. Are you are you are you saying? Would I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not understanding. Are you saying if the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Are you asking? Does is Trayvon Diggs considered a Super Bowl champion? Is that what you're asking? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah by NFL standards. Well, uh, that's a good question. No, let's let's get to your random player. That was a random question. Let's get to your random player. Yeah, sorry, I didn't think about that. That's a good one. That's a good um, one. My random player is John Phillips because I w- actually went to school with him. He's a year below me. So John. I was wondering if you had any stories about him. Well, here's here's what I know. Yeah, yeah, a couple things about John Phillips. About a, a sixth-round pick from Virginia maybe, maybe seventh. Yep. Uh, the best player in the 2009 draft. He ended up having the best career of anybody. And if, that, if you're thinking, wow, that's the best one, that must not have been a great class, a correct, not a great class, uh, he was the best one. He's also the answer to a trivia question. Do you know this, Irene? Oh, I don't think I do. Is it an onside kick return? I mean, a no. That would be a good guess. Yeah. I, now, now, now I'm getting now I'm getting nervous that maybe I'm wrong on this. But I believe I think John Phillips is the first player to score a touchdown at um, in the playoffs at AT and T Stadium. In, a, oh. in any playoff game, I think he scored the first touchdown. They beat the Eagles that year. I think he got the first one. Might have to do some fact-checking on that. But I know John Phillips <laughs> is the answer to some question, and I think that's it. He scored the first playoff touchdown at AT&T Stadium for the Cowboys, oh. not like Alabama or somebody like that who's played. I'm talking about NFL. So, all right, good stuff. Good good questions. Thanks for the call, Irene. And, and going back to the question about – like, d- does the NFL call you a Super Bowl champion? Yes. I mean, you, yes. If you're on the team, you, you played, you started a, what, two games. Um, yeah, you're, you're an, I mean, you're a Super Bowl champion. The difference is, though, is that mostly no one really says that. No one has records like that except for quarterbacks. You know, they don't really say that, you know, he's won two titles or whatever. But, but if, let's just say that Trayvon Diggs, Let's say they won the Super Bowl and, and Trayvon Diggs, they won it two years later. Now I'm getting crazy here. And uh, in, in his career, he had, you know, 50 interceptions and eight Pro Bowls and two Super Bowl titles. Yeah, he would be on there. He would be definitely considered for that. I, I know, like, Bill Bates, cons, you know, considers himself a three time champion. He missed one of the years. He was out all season. So, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're a part of it. I think so. that's, that's the case. All right. Um, Let's go with Curtis in Oklahoma as our next uh, caller. Curtis. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm excellent, man. I'm subbing at our junior high today, subbing for science. Subbing at a junior high. (laughs) Yes, sir. That... That makes me want to just sweat right now. I mean, just just being the substitute teacher at, at a junior high. Is this a good school? Good kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a great group of kids. Awesome. All right. Science. Yeah. Yes, sir. Not not in Miami, though. Not Miami. Yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> Miami. Well, 
I, I tell you what. Yes, science. I, I can sit here. <laughs> I could just sit here and talk football all day long. I could talk old players, John Phillips, whatever, throw out some trivia questions. Cool. But like teaching science to seventh and eighth graders, wow. I, yeah, I applaud you. I applaud you, man. All right. It's about like Arden DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. About the same. About the same as that. Like almost impossible. So. Yes, I just man, I just wanted to call in and say uh, how excited I am uh, to get this opportunity. Uh, the Eagles coming off a tough stretch in a physical game against the 49ers, and we get them at home with the chance to tie the division. Yeah. I mean, I just think back to a couple years ago where nine wins. At this point, you'd probably had it wrapped up, um, yeah. but that's not our division these days. And we've done everything. I mean, yeah, we had the one loss against Arizona, but then to lose against San Francisco and the 49ers, uh, or I'm sorry, San Francisco and the Eagles, two of the more premium teams in the NFL, I think we're right up there. When you look at the standings, there's a huge drop-off from five to six, man. And and we'll get somebody from the South, uh, you know, if we don't win the division. So I'm just super excited for all that. And I hope that they, uh, you know, carve Omni and seize this moment. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, seize seize everything is what is what that that's saying, and that's what they're trying to do. Um, to go back on the first caller, the Gary that called about about McCarthy, you know, and he said that you got to give McCarthy credit, and I agree. Uh, you know, you, you do need to give them credit for what they've done and how they they've gotten to this point. Um, and is it going to be good enough to to beat the Eagles uh, in the division? Is it going to be good enough to to beat the 49ers? I mean, you know, nothing's changed. Really, as far as the last year to this year on on who's the three best teams. I mean, it was San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas all last year, and it's San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas this year. Detroit is is making the case like, hey, you know, what about us? And rightfully so. I mean, they're they're really good. Um, you know, I saw a stat. Um, I was just looking at the standings. Not really a stat. It's just the fact that. I think there's five teams in the league that are nine have nine wins or more, the nine and three or better. And the Cowboys are one of them, and then uh, obviously the 49ers are as well. And then the other teams are Philly, Miami, and Detroit. Have you, have you seen the schedule lately? <laughs> Philly, Miami, Detroit, with Buffalo squeezed in there uh, as well. So. We're going to find out. I know you guys know this, but I'm about to say, I'm just saying we're, we're going to really, really find out what this team has. Uh, I think the Cowboys are really good. We know that they are head and shoulders above uh, bad teams and, and average teams. Um, where do they you know, rank against the really good ones? And they're about to find them you know, because they're all sitting right here on the schedule. All right, let's go to Dylan in Northport, Florida. Dylan, what's the, what's the secret? I mean, the fans want to know. Like, how do you? This is the third time that you've gotten in this week, and this is only the second show. What's going on? Just keep slamming that button, dude, until you get through. <laughs> that should get be on first. That's that should the be a, way. that should be a drop right there. Just keep slamming that button until you get through. I hope we're talking about the same stuff. All right, Dylan, what's up? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I need to retract the statement I made yesterday. That's, I, I said the Cowboys. Okay. So the Cowboys, I said they're they're looking good to win the division. I didn't realize that the Eagles play the Cardinals down the road, and that's going to be the tiebreaker that that costs Dallas. Assuming um, Dallas beats Philly, and then both teams win out at that point. So I take that back. Cowboys probably won't win the division unless Seattle steps up and does something about it to Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Seattle's going to have to yeah. going to have to fight it. Uh, you know, going to have to beat them, and then even at that. 
even if the Cowboys lose another game, um, that's going to be that's going to be close because if the Cowboys lose another game, and uh, let's say they they take a one game lead because because they you know they uh, Eagles lose to Seattle, but then the Cowboys maybe were to lose any of those teams that they lose to, the Eagles have already defeated. Yep. So um, you know let's let's just say that you know the the Cowboys have wins over the Jets and Seattle, which would beat Philly, but then that they've lost to the Cardinals and what Miami or Buffalo, then then would then it goes back. I think it's going to go back to NFC record. So I don't know. Yeah, I, there's like the fourth tier. It goes. Yeah. It just gets crazier and crazier. It's like Inception. Yeah, keeps going. Uh, right. I mean, your, your best bet is is that somehow, some way, like Sa- Saquon Barkley, you know, just cold weather <laughs> game, bad, hard to throw. You know, he goes up there and they win. Uh, who? Um, I don't even believe that. Yeah. I don't even believe that. I can't even finish the sentence. Okay. We need the, uh, the the Italian stallion to step up, man, and have the game of his life. Although I think isn't there other quarterback coming back? I don't. I don't even know. I, I thought I yeah, saw the maybe, other guys but, coming back too. Yeah, but the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. I mean, they they seem like they're playing yeah. a little bit better. Who? Hey, hey, we're getting crazy. We're getting crazy hey, here. Let's go. Let's it's focus. Strange lady. Eagles. Strange it is lady. strange lady. It is strange lady. What? Yeah, and then uh, Shaq Leonard, dude. Um, I, yeah, Twitter is like blowing up with with fans that are upset about Shaq Leonard. I upset watched, about uh, what couple... though? Upset about what? Upset about Jerry not signing him? Upset about Shaq Leonard? Oh, the, upset with Jerry? Upset with Shaq for playing us? They think you know he he played the Cowboys, but I'm not even that impressed with Shaq Leonard. I watched film on him, two hours of film, Houston and Cleveland. The, the guy plays like uh, Jalen Smith. His his injuries have cost him any sort of lateral agility. He can't cover, which I don't think Dallas would have used him to cover. But Philadelphia is is bringing him in to be like a key piece in that middle because of injuries and whatnot. And and Dallas, he's more of a rotational player in Dallas. I think Dallas is all right at linebacker. They're missing a big guy that can you know stuff the run. But yeah. Shaq's not really that guy. He's like a Jalen Smith, unfortunately, at this point. So I think it's a bigger name than it is anything else. Definitely. So I don't think there's any need to be upset. I, I, you're definitely right about that. I mean, I think I think it's the name, and it's not just his name, but also. So the name. I mean, I mean, when are Shaq's ever been bad? You know what I mean? I mean you get Shaq on your team. Uh, that, that's good. I, I think all of it was, you know, it was just, it was. Hey, we need need some linebacker help. Need to get this guy in here and make sure the Eagles don't get him. All that stuff. And the Eagles are probably doing the same thing. You know, and like I said to start the show, maybe he played the Cowboys. Maybe he played the Eagles. You know, like honestly, by just going to the Cowboys, knowing that it was never really a serious thing. I think that they looked at it, but you know, I talked to some people about it. Now this guy's got some serious injuries uh, issues. Think about think about as a player gets a little bit older, you know, in his career. What's what are the three like different types of injuries that seem to kind of be the biggest problems for players? Knees, ding. Back, two times, two surgeries there, and also head. He's got like three or four concussions as well. So he's got concussion history. He's got back issues. He's got knee problems. Now, again, I'm not saying the Cowboys didn't want him. I think it would have been good to, to, to have him here. Not saying that. I'm just saying let's don't go crazy here. The Cowboys didn't. They looked at it and they said, yeah, well, it'd be a nice to have. This would be a nice to have. Oh, you want to go to the Eagles? Good luck, except for Sunday. You know, that's, that's what it really comes down to all right travis in san antonio is next travis what's up 
What's up, Travis? Hey, what's going on, Nick? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. What's on your mind? Uh, just a couple things. Um, I don't know if you saw, and I don't watch, like I said, I don't watch a ton of national media, but I just happened to see on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. that um, Aaron Rodgers kind of put out that, not setting aside my personal feelings of him, but uh, it was cool to see him kind of shout out Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see that. Okay, and yeah. the way he's you know playing QB and the way he the way he explained it when he said playing QB, not just throwing passes, because that's what I think a lot of people see is uh, he just throw a quarterback's playing well if he's just throwing passes, but actually using here we go and how it's used, right. and dumping balls off of it, and you know it's like a way to end communication, tell the offensive line, okay, let's, let's go. So I think it was cool, and I do think it, it probably with the people that vote on it. It probably has helped maybe a little bit on his uh, MVP odds. I don't like it hurts it. Um, so sure. that's one thing. And then I know we talked about favorite uh, Thanksgiving games. Mm-hmm. Now because of the Duran Bland play, that's probably, for a lot of people probably too, that's going to be my, my favorite for a while. Just because I think a lot of people had the same reaction when he picked it off as, you know, people have already explained it to you. Like there's a lot of people that I was with that didn't know what was going on. <laughs> like why, why was I so excited about right. that? Right. Right. It's a blowout. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's just, so under- that's cool. Um, and then this week is we're starting to get into that time of the year where, you know, little things, little things are big things is the way I always describe it. And I know uh, Mike McCarthy always talks about, he doesn't mind the penalties necessarily post snap, as long as they're not too many of them. It's the ones pre-snap. And I do think if we're keeping it fair, I do think um, maybe, I don't know if DQ's addressed it or not, but I do think maybe this week it really has to be hampered on about not being lined, like lining up offsides. That's the right. one thing. It's just like, I can't. It's the easiest detail to like look to your left or your right and go, am I onsides? And get with the officials say, what's the line? But those are the things this week that I think, you know, it pops up at the worst times of the game. So hopefully they play a clean game as far as that goes. And I do think we beat the Eagles and uh, just have a great week. All right. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, those offside penalties are just a, a killer. You know, you understand, um, you know, getting like the hard count, you know, every now and again. Um, but, man, I mean, you got you to stay on side. I mean, for sure. Um you know, and 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 that's that's a key. I mean, we 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 talked about this yesterday. Just the fact that you know they, they already can get a couple of yards anytime they want it. So you know, don't don't give them five extra ones and make it first and five on them or, or something like that. So um, going back to what you said about Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I mean Aaron Aaron Rodgers is on that. I guess is that Pat McAfee show a lot, and uh, and he gave Dak a lot of props and and uh, and and you know and Travis detailed it out. I mean that, exactly what he said, but I mean. Yeah, it's like it's almost like he he's helped raise the bar. Like, oh, if Aaron Rodgers said it, Aaron Rodgers knows how to play a quarterback, and he says that that Dak is playing well, then he must be. It's sad that it, that it takes that, but but yeah, and, and but then again, there's not many people in the world that that know how to play quarterback in the NFL at a high level, and so uh, they are their own little fraternity. And when they when they you know when he understands what cadence is, we're over here just saying, oh, here we go, you know, thinking that's what that's what he's saying, you know, just just you know, Omaha, Omaha, Red Seven. I mean, you're just blurting out stuff like that. Um, yeah, exactly. There we go. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, and, and it was nice to see that Aaron Rodgers said that. And it probably changed some opinions about people that don't like Aaron Rodgers. They're like, okay, why does he have to be there? You know. But um, 
but that, that, that was it was a good thing to see and i'm glad that Dak got got those uh props for that all right let's go to uh next caller is josh in chicago hey nick how you doing today hey, how are you doing doing well i uh first thing i want to say is i uh i bought your book finally and i love it i think it's an awesome read um Thank i was you. born in yes sir and i was born in the 90s or in 1990 so I uh, grew up a Cowboys fan, but, you know, didn't really have the inside scoop until I started listening to the podcast and to kind of go back and read through some of that history. has just been great. Awesome. Uh, if, if These Walls Could Talk, I think that's the one that you're talking about. If these it walls is, could yep. Talk. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I wrote that book almost it's almost 10 years ago, and uh, I still I still get a little – a little check every now and again, not much, but a little little royalty check. Uh, people still buy it, and you know I'm actually going to bring some books. We're going to have a book review one day on the show. Uh, I'm going to bring in some of my favorite books, some of my friends that have written some books. Um, of course, I've I've got a, a four, you know, that I could put on there as well. Uh, so one day I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some books in here, show them to the camera, maybe maybe some Christmas ideas if if, if you want, and you know, and kind of also give a shout out to some of my my friends that have written some. Some are here recently. Uh, I have some books that are out there. So thank you for saying that. Sorry. What's on your mind, Josh? Yeah, so the thing I just got to say is I think the key to this week is going to be getting Brandon Cooks involved. Obviously, uh, the first time they played, he didn't do much. And over the past couple of weeks, they've been using him more. So hopefully we see more Brandon Cooks. And I think that that's going to be really the key to beating the Eagles this time around. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that's a that's a different different level than, than we've seen before uh, against the Eagles. You're right about that. He's starting to play. A lot better, you know. Ferguson seems to play really well against the Eagles too. Um, that's that's kind of his coming out party. Last year was against Philly, and he had a nice game in, in this one as well. And Tolbert made made some plays in, in this game against Philly. But but you're right, I'm spreading them around, giving more options. You know, Cooks was wide open for that pass they threw to Schoonmaker that got tackled on the one inch line. Uh, you know, Cooks in a nice play at the goal line. I don't know if Dak had enough time to get him the ball, but but you know, so they've they've gotten Cooks open. They just got to get him the ball. I agree. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Appreciate it, Josh. All right, good stuff there. Let's go to um, Coach Tyrone in Washington D.C. Coach Tyrone. Yeah, what's going on, Nick? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I have a feeling nobody are, – are, are you a coach right now? Yes, I am. Yes, sir. Does anybody give you any crap? You, the oh, kids? The, the, <laughs> the kids? The they talk back? Uh, oh, man. Hey, look, I'm in Southeast Washington, D.C. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, 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 grade are you, what grade are you teaching in? I teach, I, I, I teach middle school, so I'm a healthy PE teacher, 6, six through 8. That's the also, second coach. That's the second coach or, or substitute teacher for middle school. Man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it at all. Yeah. Oh no! I applaud you. I've been, doing it, I've been doing it eighteen years, man. So, and and only middle school. So, I mean, I'm I'm ingrained into it. So it, it's it's what it is. Well, I, I I I don't mean that as a joke. I applaud what you guys do. Uh, seriously, I mean, there's there's some people that are just not cut out for it. And where would we be if we didn't have the coaches and the teachers? Uh, and so I, I, I mean that sincerely. I, I applaud what, what you do. What I'm doing is I, easy. This is easy stuff like that. But maybe it gives I, you a little bit of a break from that. We can talk football for a second. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Nick. Thank you, man. For real. What I, do, I really, really appreciate that. No problem. What do you uh, got? A couple, couple of things real quick, man. So the running game. Why do we give Tony Pollard the Ezekiel Elliott run and Rico Dowdle Tony Pollard runs? I'm trying to figure that out. 
Like, we don't get to the edge with, with Pollard, which where he will be more successful getting outside and allowing the offensive line to move as well, pulling and whatnot, because we're an athletic offensive line, not a physical going in mm-hmm. front of your face offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand that, and I think that would help the, the running game become tremendously better because Rico Dowd will get in the game and then we're doing the pitch out, we're doing the, we're doing the tall sweeps, we're doing all of that, and those are what Tony – uh, yeah, but Tony excelled it last year. So you're not wrong there. You're not wrong, and I don't know if I have a great answer. Um, I hope it's not just politics. I hope it's not a well. This is the guy that's our franchise tag player and t- Pro Bowl, ten million a year. We got jerseys in the pro shop. He starts, and this is the guy that comes in. He's the backup because you're right from the role standpoint. It seems like it would be better if Rico was probably the starter and then the change of pace back would be Pollard and you change the pace a lot sooner than you would in other cases. But um, I I don't have a great answer for you. It's not even that, though, Nick. It's just the fact of what runs you're giving I get it. I, I know what you're saying, but 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 usually those type of runs are the ones that set things up. You know, you you set things up, you set up your your play action, you set up. I mean, you know, they they can run the ball up the middle. Uh, you know, fairly decent. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, you you've seen some some runs up the middle, but but I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just taking it to the next level of this is kind of the types of runs you see early in the game. Um, yeah. I, I don't have a great answer for you there. I, I It seems a little backwards to me. I think Tony yeah. Pollard is a solid, solid number two back. They just need- I, will, I will say this, though, Nick. Tony does get better. He does run better in the second half as yeah. opposed to the first half. So I guess, those run, I guess those runs do are, are building up to something. Yeah. However... Just, just get him to the edge, man. Let's get, get him. back the man do what he does. Get him to the edge, yeah. okay. What else you got? The and then my last thing is you had a you had a question in the beginning of your show about if there was a play that you could take back and and if if, if it could have propelled us to somewhere different. So the play that I had okay. is and the one that sticks in my mind the most. Patrick Creighton, <laughs> two thousand seven. Yeah. This slant that yeah. he dropped mm-hmm. against yep. the Giants. Yeah, we. I don't know what the score. I, I mean, I don't know what the time was in the game. However, it's about. It was about. Catches, if, if he catches that, nobody catches him. It's about three or four minutes to go in the third quarter, and I think the Cowboys were winning at the time yeah. by, by like yeah. three or four, and. And it was, you know, it was about the ten, about the twenty yard line, and and it was going to be third down. He caught, he would have catch it, uh, you know. Patrick Creighton, he wasn't a speedster. I don't think he scores. I think he gets about forty to fifty yards, flips the field, changes things. They, the Cowboys probably go down and score. Um, but yeah, that was that's a killer, and that that and made that, the list. And, that, it, and that, it was a killer because he was so sure handed. That's that is what that is what sucks about about certain <laughs> players like that. They remembered for a play that goes against what they really were. Think about the Seattle game with Romo dropping the the, the snap. 
You know, yeah. like Romo was actually great in the fourth quarter. Hey, he had one of the highest rated quarterback ratings ever in fourth quarters. But he's known for a guy that like, couldn't get it done, oh. and maybe some fourth quarter interceptions and things like that. But, you know, he was clutch. Just Same with Creighton. Pass, green pass to Terry Glenn in the end zone. That was a bad play. That Yeah, that was a bad, yeah, bad sequence there. Um yeah, a lot, lot of plays like that. Yeah, I can tell you're not over it either. So uh, that's okay. That's okay. I still think Dion should have been called for pass interference against Michael Irvin in 1995. I mean, it happens like that. We all think that we, we, way. We 94. Sorry, 94. Yeah. Um, all right. Good stuff. Hey, Appreciate that. Man. Thank hey, you. Yeah, that, that that topic came up a while ago um, about just, just what what's the one play you wish you had back. And boy, Creighton's name got mentioned a lot. Dion's name. Dwight Clark, catch, that kind of stuff. All right, we need to take a break real quick on Cowboy Storyline. We'll be right back. we got more calls to take here. Be right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from my next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, got a few more minutes here. We're going to take some, go back to the phone lines here. We got Bobby. He's in Rochester, New York. Bobby, what's up? Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. So thanks. For, this is my first time calling in, so thanks for taking my call. So I got a couple of points I first want to time. make. Sorry. Sorry, okay. Chris. I got to wait now. Chris was late on the button there. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. So First time caller. Thanks, points. Bobby. What do you got? So I have a couple of points here I want to make, and I guess I want to start with with the idea that I'm a, certainly a Cowboy fan, and I think we have a chance of beating the Eagles, but I just don't think the Cowboys are on the same level as the 49ers. 
Yeah. I think the 49ers have shown over the past three meetings that they had a slightly level at a level slightly ahead of the Cowboys. I think San Francisco has the players and the scheme, especially offensively, to counteract the Cowboys' defensive coordinator and their scheme. I think the 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 49ers just have tough players on offense: Ayuk, Samuels, McCaffrey, Kittles, Purdy. And I just think the Cowboys need another D-line player that can complement Parsons. It just seems like if he doesn't get there, uh, there there's going to be a completion or they're going to uh, yeah. you know, get a first down. I think the Cowboys still have two major weaknesses, penalties, and they can't stop the run. Those are not new issues. Yeah, Those have been issues for several years, and they haven't been able to correct them. I'm not sure they can correct them. I think those things seem to be a part of the Cowboys' DNA. Okay? Yeah. Well, my one last point. Okay. When the season began, I think I thought that the Cowboys' defense was dynamic and that the offense was average. Now that the season is coming toward the end, I think it's just the reverse. Mm -hmm. I think the offense is playing better, but the defense is struggling. They can't get off the field on third down. It could be third and thirteen. And they give up a first down. They are going to beat the 49ers letting that happen. So I'm just, I guess I'm yeah. very concerned about how far we can go in the playoffs this year. I think we have a chance of beating the Eagles, but they're going to play better than they did the last time. Right. So those are my, right. my comments, and uh, I'll listen to what you have to say Thanks. to me. Thanks, Bobby. Okay. Appreciate that. You know, I mean, uh, one thing I would say, I mean, I mean, we all thought that the defense was going to be very, very dynamic, uh, especially after the first game or two. Um, and then, you know, what happened? I mean, I, I'm sorry. The, I, I I don't live in a world where, you you know, it's not an excuse. I just live in f- facts and reality. You can't lose an all-pro cornerback and expect there to be no change. They got l- not lucky because Deron Bland's been really good, but, I mean, I don't think we expected Deron Bland to play at this level, but he was still going to play a lot. I mean, you they they lost Trayvon Diggs, and that has hurt them. Like that, they still need that. They still need him, even though Gilmore's been pretty good. Bland's been really good. You still need. Look at you just named off six weapons for the 49ers. I mean, how do you cover them all? That's that's the problem that they have, and so um, that's been a big issue that they're still kind of fighting through that. But yeah, penalties, um, penalties that they you know just self inflicted penalties really. Um, that that's that's a problem, and you know it. We we knew going into this. I mean, the 49ers and the Eagles and the Cowboys were the three best teams. I think the Cowboys were you know third in that list based off of last year. They had to figure out to be better. And both these other two teams are still right up there. I don't know if we've seen so far that the Cowboys are better. They haven't shown that they're better than those two teams because they haven't beaten them. In fact, they haven't beaten anybody that was really, really good. But like we said before, they're about to find out. We're going to figure that out here um, in the next few weeks of the season. All right. Ali in Florida is next. Ali. Good morning, Nick. Good How morning. are you? How are you? Pretty good, sir. I um, I would love the book idea. I have your books. Thank you. And I was hoping maybe if you could write the book about uh, behind the scene on NFL draft with the Cowboys. You know? Yeah. I love the draft. Draft is so fascinating, just as good as the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. But uh, a couple of things. Um, I think uh, 
this is my personal opinion. I think Shaq played the Cowboys. They already he already knew which team he's gonna go to, but it's okay. No no big deal. But um, I have a player for you. Okay. I know you are god of information. Let's see if we get this one. Billy Cannon Jr. <laughs> Texas A and M. Uh-huh. First round pick in 84? 80, 84. I'm going to say I'm going to go. 84, yeah. And he hurt his neck, I believe, and never right. really played. Um, never never really played. I think his dad was a big, big-time player at A&M. But, yeah, just, just uh, one of those 80s players that just kind of, you know, got, got caught up with an injury and, and never really got a chance to make it. That's all I really remember. I don't think he played a whole lot. Um I think uh, he got injured on the Sunday night game versus Saints. He dove in the goal line. Oh. And um, I think he's a running back. You know, I hate those going over the top. Oh, yeah. Those Cowboys, they, they were so high on him. And he never played again, you know. Well, that Saints game in 84 Sunday night game that's one of the greatest comebacks I think in Cowboy exactly. history right yeah that was my next question oh okay sorry sorry so um do you remember I'm sure you do yes um the last play of the game uh, we were I believe we were down like 21 point yep. on the eight minutes left in the fourth quarter yeah and then um the last play again, it wasn't um, um, a score by offense. Yeah, actually, it was by defense. Who was that player? Well, well, it was the game with they were down seven. I think I don't remember the quarterback. I don't know if it was Stabler. I don't know if it was him with the Saints, but he he was sacked in the end zone by I think Randy White, and then yes, Jim, Jim yes. Jeffcoat Jeffcoat got him for um, a touchdown. To, and he got, you know, Jeff Carter had four touchdowns career, it tied the game, and then they go to overtime and they win it. I think they won 30 to 27. But I'll tell you, earlier in that fourth quarter, they blocked a punt by a running back. This is this is old school as it gets. Chuck McSwain blocked a punt to get them back in that game, and the and the Cowboys, um, the Cowboys ended up winning against the Saints, 30 to 27. But I did not realize that was the game that Billy Cannon Jr. got hurt because he only played one year. So you're you're probably right about that. Yeah, because I remember the Cowboys, um, um, they were so high on him, and they were talking about his dad. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, those days we always lack of linebackers. Yeah, and they, they, they try to replace and. And it's just like they just miss the linebackers. You yeah, know, always have, you know. But but thank you, sir. All right. I love the show. I listen to it. If I'm not calling, I always listen every single night. Yeah. Well, so, thank you. The lifestyle, you know, it's just like we 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 are happy when they win. We get sad when they lose. You know. Right. So go Cowboys. All right. Thank you. I swear, I think I think Ali, uh, we could we could sit and just talk Cowboys for a while. He knows this stuff. Uh, it goes back a long ways too. Got a lot of detail. He's always throwing some good trivia questions at me as well. Every time he calls, I'm like, oh man, this is the one. He's gonna get me. Uh, but but didn't on that one. That's good. Uh, that was that was a good question though. Um, Billy Cannon. It, it's hard to 
I mean, that's a throwback right there. All right. We got Tony in Atlanta as our next caller. Tony. Mm-hmm. Hey, Nick. Good morning. How you What's doing? What's up? You all right? Yeah, man. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Hey, good, good to visit with you as always. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to chat with you, um, you know, I've, over the course of the year, I mean, going back to the beginning of the year, one of the last callers kind of mentioned one of them. But there have been, you know, a lot of narratives that have kind of come up and, you know, talked about. Uh, on, you know, y'all's airways and, you know, most local airways as well uh, that have, you know, at times kind of fizzled out. I mean, like yeah. generational defense uh, first couple of weeks. Uh, man, it was like, oh, 85 Bears, <laughs> you know, Ravens, you know, and stuff like that. And then the Cardinals happened and 49ers happened. like, okay, we can put that to bed. Uh, then, you know, of course, now this one hasn't been squashed as much, but like Michael's defensive player of the year and things like that. You know, it's not squashed. I mean, he's always going to be in the running, but, of course, he gets triple team and double team, doesn't get enough sacks and mm-hmm. things like that. Then we had Bland as defensive player of the year. That was a big talking point for a couple of weeks. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's squashed, but, man, these last couple of weeks, you know, unless he, you know, has about another two or three more pick sixes, that one might be put to bed. And now the latest one, Dak is MVP. Um, and, you know, I'm not disputing that he should be in the running, but it's just it's being talked about so much, just like those other narratives that we had, that it's just like, oh, gosh. I mean, I, I, I don't want to – I just hate to see it come crashing down just like those others, you know, kind of have. Um, you know, but it's yeah. – I mean, I don't see anything that's trending in that direction, but, of course, this gauntlet that we have over the next few weeks, you know, could – kind of put a, a, a hitch in that. So just Hold want to kind of get your thoughts What are you on saying, that. though, Tony? What, what are you saying? Are you saying that we talk too much? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I, well, I, you know, I say that you know, because no. it's like I'm looking here at this sheet of paper that I have. This is the next podcast. I, I see Talking Cowboys, Storyline, The Break, Mix Shots, Hanging with the Boys, Players Lounge, Media Mash, Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We do this every day. We talk for 45 minutes to an hour every single day. So, those are the narratives, you know, and I, yeah. I know you're not just talking about us. You're talking about all the national stuff, but like that, I'm looking at a show, you know, good morning football, Stephen A. Smith, they got their shows. Like, that's what we do. We talk about stuff and you know what? You're right. One minute it's this, and then it changes to that. And you're, you're right. I mean, it's funny. If you go back if people like, what, what are they saying now? Keeping receipts. If you kept receipts on all that and throw it out there, yeah, people look stupid all the time, but they just move on to, to something else, you know? On to the next. On right. to the next. And, I, and for the record, man, I love this slate of content, man. Thank Trust you. Me, I, I love it. I love it. I've loved it for, gosh, as long as you've been there and Derek has been there, yeah. even longer than that. I mean, Mickey, you know, I've been, I've, you know, I kind of, I've, I've been raised on you guys. Man, I know you feel old about me saying that, but, <laughs> you know, I've been kind of raised on you guys. But that being said, one other quick little thing. All right. a, kind of a memorable, low-key, old game that mm-hmm. just happened to be a loss that's just memorable for me. Mm-hmm. That The 92 season, the first Super Bowl, you know, of the, the three and four years, mm-hmm. uh, 92 at Washington mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lo- of course, we ended up losing that game, but it's the last game we lost that season. And mm-hmm. that game is memorable to me because I'm watching it. You know, Washington won the Super Bowl the year before. Um, you know, we're kicking their butt, like, in the first half. But then in the second half, they just kind of chipped away, chipped away. We had turnovers here and there. Michael Irvin fumble. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, Troy in the end zone. In the end zone. 
Yeah. And the ball yeah. falling out. Emmett picked it up, tried to throw it out of the end zone. That was the craziest play. Yeah. Craziest play ever. Yeah. And the story that I've heard is on the plane ride home, mm-hmm. Jimmy, like, didn't feed him or serve him food or anything like that. Yeah. They were, That's, you know, just, I guess. I thought Nate Newton. So upset. I really thought Nate Newton was going to join us here in these last ten minutes, and I wish he was here for this because Ooh. he was on the he was obviously on oh, the yeah. plane. Uh, there was yeah. something about a backup lineman, Frank Cornish, that got just cussed out by Jimmy. That that really rubbed oh, Aikman yeah. wrong because you know he's a really good guy, and and, and yeah. you know they were mad about that. Um, just the way that Jimmy kind of treated him on that game, and um, but. Um, you know, like you said, they didn't lose another one, and I'm not sure what the today's rules. I don't know what that that play you're talking about with Aikman. I mean, kind of looked like his hand was going forward, and the ball, yeah, Emmett threw it back. I mean, it was yeah. it was crazy. There was, was a half there was, was a halfback pass in that game. Yeah. Washington scored yeah. on a halfback pass in that game. Uh, to Ernest Biner. Ernest Biner to Terry Orr, um, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was a tough loss. But yet, like you said, they didn't lose again, and 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 that's those teams found a way to take a loss like that and and turn it. And and let's be let's be fair about it. And and Nate and I will we'll argue again. We we argue all day about moral victories and stuff like that. When the the Philly game, you know, the one they there were some positives to take from that game, and and. Is this the reason why they've won four in a row? I don't know. Is it, or maybe they, they've just played bad teams. But they they have they have found a way too. This team also figures out a way to take the good if there is some from a loss and build on it, build on it in practice, get better, get your mind right, and go and win win some games. That's right. That's right. And they've done it. And and they've done and it. Nate, in that game, I, I I don't know if you remember when Nate was in with you a few weeks ago. I asked him about jump togethers. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. In that game, and that yeah, they fought like like. Yeah, mad men in that game. But hey, thanks, Nick. I appreciate y'all. Good call, man. Good call, Tony in Atlanta. All right, that's going to do it today. We got to double digits. We got to ten. A lot of lot of good stuff. Good question. You guys are on it today. Uh, Talked a little about Shaq Leonard. Not too worried about that. We'll see him. Uh, this week, and uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys and Eagles here coming up here in the next few days. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!